Welcome to our 62nd Amuna class with the wonderful Elias Akosoy. What a last minute surprise. We're really honored to have you here in our studio in Yushalayim. Rev Shalom Orish, unfortunately still not able to attend, so we keep praying for his speech to fully return with Shalom Ben Yamna. His health, thank God, is returned, but his speech has not, so we need to keep the prayers up. And we are welcoming soon in the studio of Diane Elgrad to lead the class as a shlichut, as a messenger from Rav Oresh. Someone's giving me a call on my Instagram live, how exciting. And in the meanwhile, we're going to go now to a little bit of a feedback intro before Rav Dynelko comes, and then some music from the wonderful, talented Elion, a.k.a. Eliezer Kosoi. And let's go. So we're going to give, firstly, a big welcome to our guest, all the way from Yushalayim. Yes. Came far, but truth is, yesterday you were in Tanya. Yeah, I was right? in Tanya, Baruch Hashem. Ah, he was in Tanya, my wonderful friend. How long have we known each other? Uh, about 20 years. 23 years, I would 20, say. 20, 20. 22? Uh, 23, you're right. 1998, no? Yeah. That's when we both came. So we were together here in Yushalayim, just down the road, in Osameach. And now, thank God, we're sitting together in this wonderful <clears throat> studio in Yushalayim. We welcome Eliezer Kosai and give him a blessing and his family and all the good things he needs, all our Muna staff, a wonderful team that we have here, to the full healing, to be rid of Corona, all forms, before Shem is specifically with Sholem Ben Yamna, with Sholem Morish, and Tehila Refka Bas Masha, Chanaliba Bas Simcha, and these classes, the Havda Ben Chaim Chama, Elevations of the Pure, Special Soul of Gedalia, Senior Achmel, Daniel Ben Gedalia, we appreciate your dedication to all our Muna classes, all our Breslev.com activities and all our wonderful platforms we wish everyone a good week a healthy rest of winter at the climax where you already can see the blossoms so we're getting to the aviv the spring days a good chodesh adashani good purim preps pesach preps and sharing amuna global amen amen that's it we want amuna to be in the whole world imagine that what a wonderful world it will be we don't need a john lennon song to imagine it now Look at this, the wonders of gratitude. We want to remind you again to get reach out for that on our website. That's the latest book we have in English. And once again, the campaign, Loving Every Person with Great Devotion. It's a wonderful pamphlet. And the 30 minutes of prayer is the solution. As Rav Yonatan Balayish brought down from the Rav, who to the Rav speech is us strengthening our prayers and love for all people. Yes some reason, well, it should be volume now. Hello, you hear me there? Anyway, so we're now going to get into the feedback from all the different people. Here we go. Jonathan Shalom wrote, extremely happy for my dear friend, Avi Benjamin, his wonderful music, continue spreading the light. Hannah David wrote, beautiful Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, good class. Thank you guys. Bezrat Hashem, Shalom to everyone. This is all in reference to the song of confessions someone wrote shalom so beautiful beautiful because we've been having thank god musicians in the studio and he did some live sessions in here someone else wrote i love amuna i love the concept of unity shalom so that's another beautiful post on i think that was on my class by eddie goldsmith we have thank god put out our class from rebraf cohen and from jonathan balayish and we'll continue hopefully once the gadalia fencer puts out his class on youtube to get those classes put out. And we want to thank Hashem for everything you give us, all our team, our MC, Dine Elgord. We want to thank Hashem for these classes, for our guests. Let's go to a song 
with great energy, sincere soul, Amuna smiles and talents. Let's go. Okay, this is Tehillim Chaf. Elev Arecha ve'elev Asusim v'anachnu b'shem Hashem alukenu nazkir. That's one of the avodas before we get to Mashiach. We need to increase tefillah. Call out Hashem.
Wow, yes. We decided to get the Instagram live up again. Thank God we are here with Elion, a.k.a. Eliezer Kosoy. You have any comments before the Rav arrives to just get the class into a <clears throat> focus? I mean, we are talking today about charity, tzedakah, getting ready for Purim, all the different mitzvahs that we get to do in Class 62. We are excited that you're joining us for a third visit, I believe. You came right near the beginning when we first started this, almost two years ago, which believe it. Um, just as Corona came in, with, when we had the studio, began his Amunah class, Ravorish, and you were one of our first guests. And then we came again in the middle, I think, around like a summertime last year. Right. Both sang about Mashiach. And now you're here yeah. in the studio, refreshed and uh, a year wiser. What would you say? Like, how, how's life been? What's your focus right now? Uh, life has been amazing. Uh, just trying to keep, keep, keep uh, doing good things, doing mitzvahs, increase tzedakah, trying to open more hearts, open our own hearts. And Bezrat Hashem, we'll all be zocha with continued tefillah, with like we just said in last week's parsha, truma, to, to give over our hearts to Hashem. And we'll all be zocha. Amazing. That's exactly the focus that we want to have in these classes. What is your connection with Rav Oresh? Uh, I learned in Rav Oresh's yeshiva many years ago, and I got a lot of very strong yesodos of Amuna, of getting, making sure they get to the forest, call out Tashem, Simcha, Shmir Seinaim, all the good things that a Jewish man should be doing. Wow, wow. And uh, what would you say that what affected you the most, that gave you the inspiration to bring his farim, his teachings into your home? Uh, just the, 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 the idea is that we have to keep chazering, constant review, constant review of tefillah, never to give up hope. All of the Rebbe's ideas, ein shum yeush ba'olam, constant chazkas, even if sometimes tekufas where you, you don't, you don't dub it as much as you would like to, or you don't have as, as strong a moon as you feel. You just have to keep going again and again and again. There's no, there's no end. This is our life project to keep being mechazek no matter what tekufa has happened to us, whatever, whatever lows, highs, to keep being mechazek, emuna, simcha, positivity. We want to be positive. It's so easy to be negative. Our avoda is to keep strengthening positivity, emuna, bitachon, and just keep believing it's going to come. One day it's going to come. Mashiach will be here soon. We just have to keep Amen. believing and keep Amen. trying. Amen. So what was the song you just played now? The song we played was just uh, from... Uh, who better to teach us about life than David HaMelech, Eilev Arechev. They, like the Russians and the Ukrainians, Eilev Arechev, Eilev Asusim. Okay, so maybe they don't have horses, they got their tanks. But uh, we, the Jews, what are we doing in this world? We're trying to strengthen B'Shem Hashem Elokeinu Nazkir. In the name of Hashem we call out. Even if I don't know how, even though it doesn't make sense, we just have to keep calling out to Hashem. Keep thanking Hashem. And Bezrat Hashem, with continued strengthening, thanking, calling out, appreciating all the good we have in our life, then Hashem is going to look down on us and He's going to bring us the, the final Geula, Bezrat Hashem. Amen. Beautiful. So I want to mention that both our names are Eliezer, yeah? Yeah. And that Pasuk, Eilev Erechev, is the Pasuk for Eliezer. It right. begins with an Aleph and ends with a Resh. Right. So that's the Masorah. And we used to have a band, you remember, in Yeshiva called the Eliezer's. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. We played in the old city. It was, it was good times. It was a few different That's things true. we did. We used to play all the time at Osamer. And uh, yeah, we see the importance of music in our life as well and as our journey in Muna music and soulful charity. That's what we're talking about today. 
you know, what would you say that's uh, been very uh, profound for you? I mean, I, I personally can tell you a story about fundraising in England. Would you want to hear that? Yeah, I would like to hear it. Okay, so our friend here, is, thank God, has been on the fundraising trail for, for very good causes that he's involved with, Eliezer, and we wish him always success. Amen. And he's you recently, I mean, he's considering of going to England soon. So I heard a story this morning from Rabbi Tugentaf, from David Tugentaf, one of my favorite, favorite Rabbonim from London. You know where I met him? No, no. Very special, special person. Rav of some very special people, the friends of ours, and also the Rav of family. So I want to just mention the story he said in his new Mishnah Brewer, Lively Shear. It's on Torah anytime. Check out his Mishnah Brewer classes. I'll give him a shout out directly on his WhatsApp later after this class. So you should know that we did this for him. But I just the story he told was beautiful. And it's apparently not such a known story. Maybe you haven't heard it. Maybe you guys listening right now haven't heard this story. So Rav Chaim Kanievsky as uh, Shlita, should be well, healthy, and um, for many long years, had a visit from someone who, unfortunately, their wife was unwell, and the wife being unwell needed a lot of financial help to have a refuah shlema. There was a lot of medical needs, and the husband who was looking after her came to Rav Chaim Kanietsky and said, look, I need, I need some uh, 20,000 pounds, or the equivalent of in shekels, whatever that is, like, say, 80-something, 90,000 maybe more shekels to cover all the costs for my wife to have a full recovery. So Rav Chaim Kanievsky said, you should travel to Chutzlitz. He said, yeah, I was planning. The problem is I can't leave my wife for long, like the most, maybe a day or two. So he said, the Rav Chaim Kanievsky gave him a broch. He said, go to UK, go to London, and there you can, you'll get your 20,000 that you're looking for. I give you a broch, you'll get it in one day. So he was our main. He took the broch, he organized the flights, as you know how it goes, and he flew over there. And he comes to Golders Green, if you guys know where Golders Green. And uh, he was there. I've been there many times myself, thank God. I grew up there, near there. And especially coming back when I visit, I usually go to a place called Huggers Shul. If you heard of Huggers? It's a nice good. shul on the high street there near the JLE, near what Osamech and all these other places are. And he came and stopped off, dropped off his bags, and went over to Huggers to fundraise. The problem was he arrived at 11 o'clock. And I know personally, you walk into Huggers at 11 o'clock, it's like a chetzi. There's not really much... Right. going on because already after the Minyanim the Balabatim have already gone off to work because there's different floors the floor of the Minyanim pretty much emptied out the floor of the Balabatim learning emptied out what's left the top floor a kolal now you go to a kolal what are you going to get you're not going to get $20,000 you know this yeah, yeah? you're going to get maybe a few hundred they'll do what they can you know but they, they don't have they're not like getting paid big bucks even if they have a side job whatever anyway end of this story they come in and everything is good, guys. It's all good. Relax. Simcha. Anyway, I'm just giving the studio some joy over here. So, <laughs> so he comes in and he sees a guy sitting learning, a businessman, uh, a businessman. He didn't know he was a businessman. He thought he was one of the kolal. And the guy in the kolal turns around to him and says, oh, how can I help you? He says, I've just come from Eretz Israel. Rechaim Kaneski gave me a brocha. I need to come to Israel. But I only have one day all the way from Israel to UK. And it's 20,000 pounds is what I'm looking for to cover all my medical costs, showed him the paperwork and everything. The businessman looked at him and said, you wouldn't believe it, but I'm never here. Like, I, this is a kolo. I'm here just for Hashkacha Pratis. I'm here because I have a massive deal that's completing today. And I'm going to have, thank God, my some money enough to cover your expenses. Wow. He took out his checkbook, wrote the full thing 
gave it to him and said, I was only here just to have a day of Ruchnias to thank Hashem for everything he's done for me. You know, Rav Tuntav actually knows this you did, knows this special person. And he thankfully was able to give him the full amount in that one meeting, the first wow. person he meets in London for fundraising. And there it is. And now he can go spend the rest of the day a bit more relaxed and go back to Eretz Yisrael knowing with Yishevidas he's going to cover his wife's expenses. Wow, amazing. So uh, we see, one, the brocha of a sadik. Two, he didn't have to do overishtadlis. Didn't have to go and, you know, as they call it, I don't want to say the word, <laughs> but go around schlepping around, you know, yeah. asking for money in too many places. And uh, Shem provides in a good time, in a good way. Anyway, the good news is Rav Dain Elgood turned up to studio. And uh, he's going to join us in a moment so we can have. But before he does, let's get into another song. <clears throat> I think that would put some good energy. Yeah, you feel yeah. the good energy? I feel the good energy. We're going to get that Sadaka just in the right time. Oh, yeah. Let's go to... Yeah, Elias so we just, we just uh, sang about tefillah. So the other thing before Mashiach, we need to be mechazek, like we just heard from the story, is emun and bitachon. Hashem can do anything to believe that everything is possible. This is again David Amalekh teaching us in Tehillim Nun Hey, Hashlech Al Hashem. Beautiful two songs from Eliezer Kosai and a story for myself. 
with a little bit of the intro. We now have Rav Dina Elgard in the house, in the studio, and it was a little bit of a time issue because, thank God, we've gone later hours, we've gone early, back, forth, boomerang, this way, that way, and thank God Rav Dina Elgard is sticking with us, holding strong, coming to the studio, making it happen. Shalom Aleichem. The oh. pathetic substitute no, is no, in the no, house. No, 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 praying no. that next week I'm going to be an adequate translator. Say Amen. Amen. Say Amen. Good. Amen. We, good. We want, no, not to the prophetic part. To the, to the Rav Oresh being in the studio. Yes. Amen. That we say yes. That we say Amen. amen. So Rav, what we're going to talk about soulful charity today. Chat Sadaka. We already told a beautiful story of someone fundraising in England with Hatzlacha, thank God. Now we'd like to go to your input with this mitzvah because people are definitely interested this time of year about giving charity and how to do it in the right way. Someone asked, how do we fundraise in these challenging times? That's one of the questions we got. So let's hear from the Rav, please. It's a very important issue, but, but before I start, I'd like to give a little bit of an introduction because we can't ignore what's happening in the world right now. I mean, sure. things have changed. The world has woken up to a new dawn. A uh, country is invading into another sovereign country. Russia, led by Vladimir Putin, is invading Ukraine. Now, these things affect us. They affect us, first of all, because the Chofetz Chaim said that everything that happens in the world is related to us, Yidden. And the second thing, in Ukraine, that is our biggest basis is Hasidim. That's where Rabbi Nachman is buried. That's where all the tzaddikim are there. We have many, many Jewish communities living there. So, in other words, we're talking about things that are close to our heart. Now, there are, many out, there are many ways to explain what is going on. I'd like to give a little bit of an insight from this week's Pasha, from Pasha's Vayakil. The Torah tells us, all through, the, all through the Pasha, the Torah constantly, when it speaks about building the Mishkan, building the tabernacle, the Torah uses the word Vayas, and he did in the singular form, except for in one place. When the Torah describes how they made the different segments of the exterior part of the tabernacle, Yeriota Izim, parchments made of goat skin and goats and made of made of made of goat skin the Torah uses the phrase vayasu they did in the plural sense orachim there says a beautiful thing he says the miracle here was that every single one even though many people did this it was exactly the same everyone did exactly the same with someone else i heard a beautiful explanation given in the name of one of the eldest talmidim the chofetz chaim the great of yoshua tsukiman of blessed memory and he said how could this be he said, because each and every single person who did this part of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, had an Ayn Tova. Now, what does it mean, an Ayn Tova? Normally, when we're doing things, we tend to compete with each other. I mean, if I know how to create something in a nicer way than you can, I'm not going to reveal my secrets to you. I'm going to want to excel, and by excelling myself, to show that you are more inferior than I am. Said Rabbi Yoshua Tsukuman, the miracle was... All the people that did the Mishkan had such a good eye. They shared all the secrets. They did exactly the same. No one tried to stick out. No one tried to excel over the other. Everyone was happy and content with his share and only wanted his friend to be as successful as his. Now this virtue of Ayn Tovav, having a good eye, the Mishnah in Ovos, in the second chapter, says that that is the correct way a person should choose his path. What is the right path that a person should choose for himself? Rabbi Eliezer says a good eye. And the Mishnah there also says that an evil eye, when you're constantly concentrating on what you're lacking, on what your friend has, why does he have a nicer car, why does he have a better job, that it takes you out of this world. You can't concentrate on what you're supposed to do here. You're constantly concentrating on the negative. 
Now, again, I'm giving just an insight, but take Russia. Russia is a massive country. It's a massive country filled with incredible natural resources. There's nothing really that they're lacking. So why would the Russian president want to invade into another country? Why, would, why did he annex the Crim Peninsula? Why is he now invading Ukraine? The answer is he has an evil eye. He's not content with what he has. He wants more. And this evil eye is causing so much grief and distress to so many people. Lives are being lost. And we are praying for no lives to be lost. And especially for our Jewish brothers and sisters, for them all to be safe and whole. And Bezrat Hashem, they'll be able to pass this whole expedition, all being healthy and well. But look at what an evil eye has caused the world. We are on the verge, that's what some people say, of a third world war. All of this because a person is not content with what he has. And that should teach us, we need to strengthen in ourselves the virtue of an ein toive, a good eye, being happy with what we have, being content with our share. And this, as we're going to explain, relates to what we're going to be speaking about soon, about the whole aspect of tzedakah. Wow, wow, wow. Very, very important. And it actually coincides with our question that we're going to ask. Can you please ask the Rav his view on the tension going on now between the UK and Russia? In what way is it relevant for us? Especially because the way to the Rebbe in Uman is Alpitava locked right now, which means the natural reality is that it's locked. I'm sure there are many people who want to go to the Kavar and Khan and other Kvarim as well, other Siddiquim coming up to Rosh Chodesh Nissen as well, which is the birthday of Rabbi Nachman. Does the Rav think there would be a war? Is it a sign which at this point there was no war when this was asked, it was like a few days before, and now it's already there is a war. Um, should we start praying for Rosh Hashanah already? Thank you. All the best. Ashrenu, Shazachinu. And uh, yeah, that was the question that one of the breast of a asked. <laughs> It's a beautiful question and very important. First yeah. of all, we need to remember the Rebbe is first and foremost in our hearts. Going to his gravesite is very important, but the Rebbe is in our hearts, in his teachings, in the prayers, in the way we conduct our everyday lives. So we're not distant from the Rebbe. We just can't go to the Rebbe's gravesite. The second thing, what should we do about Rosh Chodesh Nisan and about Rosh Hashanah? Of course we should pray. We should always pray. A person should prepare prayers all year round to have the merit to go to the Rebbe on Rosh Hashanah. And especially now. People are asking, what does this mean, this whole war between Russia and the US? I'm not a prophet, okay? And I'm, I don't have any special spiritual insights to give you the word from above. I can give you my personal opinion. My personal opinion that what we are seeing here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is moving, the whole world is following a path where things are becoming clarified. We're noticing who are friends, who are foes. We're learning that we can't rely on others. We need to rely on ourselves. Also from the spiritual point of view, don't rely on others. Start working yourself. Start strengthening yourself. But the most important thing is that we're learning that we do not govern the world. I heard so many people saying, there's not going to be a war. No way Putin is going to invade Ukraine. Hashem controls the world. The hearts of kings and ministers are in the hand of Hashem. Only he controls what is happening. Only he will decide, will there be an invasion? Will there be peace? And that means that we need to realize that we are governed by Hashem's hands. We don't understand everything. We know everything is for the best. 
Only good things are going to come out of this whole Ukrainian invasion. Only good things are going to happen, even though we will not, maybe we won't feel them at the beginning, but we need to believe only good things are happening. And the most important thing, we need to remember that when the nations are concentrating, battening themselves, that means that we Jewish people, we should start having an introspective sight. What is Hashem trying to tell us? We're going to speak about this in the continuation of the Shia. Wow, very, very important. Thank you, Rav, for explaining and answering that. I mean, I did hear from Gedalia Fenster, who hopefully will be posting his next class when he does a longer YouTube version. We'll share it on our platforms also. But he mentioned that breast lovers are so, are so sick for, for Uman that it, it's almost like a reality that they want to be by Rabbeinu so much that that overrides like almost everything. Like it's, a very, it's like something you can't understand unless you are... No. A breast lover. Like it's a deep need to be by Rabbeinu and it's a very real thing. It's not that they don't care about their family or the situation going on, but it's just a very big part of their neshama. For us, the Rebbe is mishpocha. Just like we want to be next to our family, we need to be next to the Rebbe. Now people were asking, what, what do we need to learn from this whole war? I'm, I'm going to give one point, a point that I heard from many tzaddikim, that one thing that we need to learn from this war. Do not take anything for granted. People took going to Ukraine, going to Kivrit Sadikim, being connected to all these holy sites for granted. It's not that simple. Remember what happened in Corona time? We couldn't fly. And now suddenly things were open. So people again, people are starting to take things for granted, not realizing that everything that we get from Hashem is presence. And another thing, the Midrash says that in the times of redemptions, as they come closer, the nations of the world will be battling against each other. It's one of the signs that Mashiach is coming. Why? Because Mashiach's job is to cleanse the world through peace. And the only way to cleanse the world through peace and through love is before that for people to feel the war and the hatred and how negative it is. And only then will they accept Mashiach's calling with such a yearning and such an agreement and love. Awesome. Okay, thank you, Rav. We're going to go uh, back to Eliezer Kosa. We do know that you're a big chassid of Rabbi Nachman, and I know personally how every year you'd be most nefesh to go to Uman. Is that right? Yeah, it's right. Every year you've been? Every except for the one year where a lot of us didn't go. Ah, that year. That was a hard one. But that was the and year that, 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 that did the year go. that I managed to go. Yeah. And last year was the first Uman I didn't get to go because my mm. wife had a baby girl wow. on mm. Motzei Rosh Hashanah, and I wanted to go for Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Well, interestingly, in and contrast, I'm praying, he, I'm praying to he was to the there Rebbe. with the wife yeah. in, t in the time when, of... When my, when my first son was born. Wow. So your son is Ukrainian? <laughs> no, he's, he was here, born here. Oh, he was born here. here yeah, I was there and he was here. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yearning to go to the Rebbe for Shkodesh Nisan. I haven't oh. been there for, oh, well, for well, too well. long. So, Hashem, we're in a Breslov studio. We have to remember that. Breslov, Israel. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. So let's hear a song from Rabbi Nachman since we're Mimus Oira about Rabbi Nachman and then we'll get to the soulful charity. Okay, so we, we already sang about increasing calling out Hashem and Emun and Bitachan, which was the Rebbe's main Zach. And now, it says in Chazal that, that the Simcha will take us out of the Galas. So here's a song. Ivdu es Hashem Simcha.
This is it. Mishanik Nasadamam Basimcha. Let's go to the soulful charity focus from Rav Dayan Elgrad in the name of the Rav. Let's hear. <laughs> That's difficult to hear that in the name of the Rav. I yes. hope that I'm managing to. It's going to be good. We're okay. going to have the Rav back. First of all, the most important thing that we need to learn when we talk about charity in Hebrew, the meaning of every single word is very important, especially the root of the word. In Hebrew, charity is called tzedakah. Tzedakah's root is tzedek, which means justice. The first thing that we need to remember when we give charity, we're not doing something extraordinary. We're doing something that is just and right. And why is that? The money is not ours. We are merely instruments to funnel the money to where it is supposed to be. If you're a good instrument, Hashem will aid you. If you're not a good instrument, Hashem will not aid you. When we give someone tzedakah, 
that is because the money is justfully his and we were merely the messengers and emissaries to funnel that money to him. So the first thing that we need to remember, the money is not ours. The Pasuk says, The money belongs all to Hashem. With an instant, Hashem can make a person rich and with an instant, Hashem can take everything away. If you're a good vessel and you know the money is not yours, you're doing just what's just, Hashem will make sure that you can be a good instrument in order to funnel his money. Wow. Very important. So one of the questions we had is, how do we fight the seemingly growing anti-Semitism? And I want to connect it also with being able to put out our message in the world as well as, you know, part, get people to partner with what we're doing. When there's such a seem like negative force, how do we... We did sort of have a similar kind of question last week, but I just want to get into the charity side of it, how we can bring out the good nature of humanity rather than the not. First of all, our job is to increase love. That's what we're doing here in the studio. We're speaking about love. We're speaking about positive things. We're speaking about a good eye. We're speaking about soulful charity. We're speaking about giving to others and caring for others. Now, we cannot control other people's hatred. If people decide that they want to follow the dark side, and follow their negative emotions and always hate, we can pray for them, we can try and speak more about love, but if a person doesn't want to change, we can't change him. If a person wants to be anti-Semitic, as much as we can try and do, if he doesn't want to change, it's nothing that we can control. The Midrash says that on Mount Sinai, and this is something that we can't explain, hatred came down to the world, to Amisrol. It's not something that we can explain, there's no reason to understand it. We were such a persecuted nation for 2,000 years. What did people want from us? We had nothing. We had no homeland. We had no riches. And nevertheless, they hated us. We, our job is to increase love. A person whose heart is willing and open will connect himself to our message. A person whose heart is already so dark and evil and is not interested in hearing, the only thing that we can do for him is pray that may he receive the true knowledge from the creator of all. Well, well, that ties perfectly to our campaign. Once again, to remind you to go to breslev.com, write campaign or booklet, a banner of love for every, loving every Jew with donation, with great devotion and also donations. Oh, that was a good one. That was a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> Partner there. You can definitely get hold of all the booklets and all the different causes on our website. And we always have posted them, thank God, on all our different platforms. And the Chitzas Shekel campaign on our platforms. And we have, again, the opportunity to host special people like Eliezer Kosoy, who can give us an insight. What, do you have a question for the Rav about charity? Or, you know, you are someone who's busy in that field, so... How, how do we make ourselves more of the Cain, like we just said? If you have to be a fitting Kli. If we feel like we are getting close to being a fitting Kli, how do we even make it more of a fitting clue. That, that's a beautiful question, and I'd like to answer that from this pasha that we just read about Machzit HaShekel. This is an answer that Rabbi Natan gives. Rabbi Natan of Breslev, a blessed memory, he gives in his book, Likute Halochus, on Hilchus Apotropus, section 37. He says, why do we give half a shekel? Give a whole shekel. Why not give a whole sum? He says, we're giving half a shekel to teach ourselves that we are not whole until we connect to other people to our hidden brothers and sisters. We're not whole. Only when we're connected do we become something whole. We're only something half. Once you realize that concept, 
that you're not something whole, that you're lacking, that you need this connection with someone else. Once you learn to think of others before you think of yourselves, to looking at other people and understanding their need, then you can become a vessel. I'd like to tell a beautiful story that happened to one of the greatest sages, Rabbi Chaim Brisk. He was the Rabbi Brisk. One day, someone came up to him and he says to him, Rabbi, for Seder night, which is on Pesach, you're supposed to have four cups of wine. He says, Rabbi, are you allowed to have four cups of milk? Rabbi Chaim said to him, no, you have to have four cups of wine. When that Yid left Rabbi Chaim's house, Rabbi Chaim called his aide and he said to him, listen, go now to the market, buy him everything he needs for Seder night and for Pesach and quietly and discreetly put it outside his house. The aide turned to Rabbi Chaim and said to him, Rabbi, why? The only thing he's lacking is wine. He asked you, can he make it on four cups of milk? Rabbi Chaim said to him, you listened to the question. You didn't listen to what was standing behind it. If he only has money for milk, that means that he's not allowed, he's, he's unable to buy meat because Jews are not allowed to eat meat and milk in the same meal. If he's asking about milk, that means he doesn't have enough money to buy the basic necessities for Seder night. That means he has nothing. You have to look at what's standing behind the question. So go and buy him everything that he needs for Seder and for Pesach and discreetly put it outside his house. That is how we can connect more to charity, understanding someone else, feeding him even before he says it. So right now there's a large request for charity to go towards the Ukraine and emergency funds. Is how Do we have like Das Torah on that? How to approach that? These kind of scenarios, these emergency funds that appear whenever there's a tragedy like what happened with Moran and the families and all the different situations that have happened in the last few years. Of course that a person who has the financial ability and can help, of course he should give to the Ukrainian Jewish communities to donate, to try help. I'm not talking now about getting involved in the actual whole war struggle. That's something that we as Breslov Hasidim, we're not voicing any political opinions. We're not saying we're for this or we're for that. That is not our path. Our path is for peace. We don't want anyone to fight. We want all people to live in harmony and love. But of course, if you have the financial aids and you are able to give the Ukrainian Jewish communities who are now in great distress, of course it is a great mitzvah. Always be aware Hashem sends us messages and you need to learn Hashem's language. Understand when you are supposed to give, when you're not supposed to give. Start working and opening your heart, not just your mind. Wow. Okay, so do you think right now, like say for example, there are people out there going through a hard time. Do you think that, you know, for example, getting the Garden of Amuna books or Universal Garden of Amuna books, getting them out there to people that are going through hard times, or is it the online content, or is it getting them involved in projects? Like, what is the priority right now? We know from the Rav, he said to pray for everyone. That's the priority. So, from Rav Shalom Morish. So, what, what are we, how do we now with some of the changes that have happened? Because when the Rav was last here, there was tension in the Ukraine, but there wasn't the war. So, how? Now there's war. First of all, the most important thing that can strengthen our brothers and our sisters is faith and spirituality. That is obvious. If you buy someone and send him a book of the Garden of Emunah and he's able to strengthen the Emunah knowing that Hashem loves him, that Hashem is good, that Hashem is following him in the correct path that's suitable for him and Hashem is never going to leave him, obviously that is going to give him more strength than anything else and can, and can be connected to the content on, on, on this website and all our Emunah teachings. That's absolutely correct. We need to take care both of the spiritual aspects and of the physical aspects. 
And only when those two things are combined will we really and truly be able to help our brothers and sisters fully and completely. Wow, amazing. And here's any last comments from yourself before we end off with some songs and maybe some, a bit more Torah from the Rav? Just we should, like, like, <clears throat> like we just said, we should just uh, keep strengthening the uh, chesed, the amuna, strengthening uh, our positivity and belief that Hashem can take us out of every situation. Amen. And uh, just to keep, keep going forward. I'd like to also add a point. Notice that in all, all the building of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle, the phrase used is chacham lev, someone who is wise in his heart, which means we need to be connected to our hearts in order to have true wisdom, to understand, to connect, to become one. It's through the heart, not as much through the mind. Well, well just to let everyone know that we do have, thank God, some very exciting potential guests that we're still waiting on. The Waterbury boys, unfortunately, delayed again, so we're, we're, we're holding out for them. Levi Cohen, hopefully we'll be back in the Holy Land. Rudy Rochman, a lot of people are traveling, thank God. We're still reaching out to Swat, to Sheffer, Judah Michelle, the busy person. We'd like to make these people happen. If anyone has any other ideas, even though we love repeat guests like Eliezer Koso, but we also want to bring some new energy and new souls into the, into the flow. It's very important for the content to keep generating positive vibes and reaching out to new people. And that, that's why we're very much into collaborative work. United Souls, joining different souls, different groups of communities. Very important for us as, as the Immunator 2022, where we're not able to come in person so much, even though now it's not because of Corona, but other difficulties that we're praying that will be resolved very soon, but he's God. And we Amen. will be able to come in person. We're still holding out on the Brooklyn trip and other things, but to be able to have, at least in the studio, a good representation of Amisra and the world, thank God people are visiting the Holy Land, reach out to us, Make it happen, and uh, we want to we wanna work with you guys. We're here for you to provide, thank God, a wonderful studio and service, and we've already put out some beautiful songs. Last week's class, we had the singer. It came out beautiful, all about vidui and confession, and all very much in line with Rav's teachings of uh, his spodidus. Anyway, we're going to end off the class. Before we go to the final songs, we'd like to have some positive energy, get us into the Purim vibe. We're just going to end off with the last words from Dine Elgod and then we'll go straight into the music. Maybe I'll do a little background music in the, while the Rav is speaking. Thank you. Let's go. A last message, something that one of my rabbis of blessed memory taught me. Never say no to a person who's asking you for charity. Never say no. Even if you give him a little coin, give him something and give it with a smile. And we learned this from Machzit HaShekel. Machzit HaShekel was not a very big sum of money. Every single person gave something small, but he gave something. When he was asked to give, he didn't say no. When someone comes and asks you, please, can you give me charity? Can you assist me? Never say no. Open your wallet, take out something, give it to him and give it to him with a smile. You can give a lot, you're blessed. You can't give a lot, give something, something respectful and smile and say to him, my brother, I wish you lots of atzlocha. May you be able to collect a lot of money. I'm praying for you. You can't imagine what that does to a person and you can't imagine how that will change you and make you a loving person, a person who loves everyone with unconditional love. Wow. That fits perfectly with everything we've discussed so far. Thanks again, Rav, for, for being a shliach from Rav Shalom Ben Yamna. We, we pray for him. 
We hope <clears throat> he'll be joining us in person. In the meanwhile, thank you again for joining us. Our 62nd Amunah class is still going strong <clears throat> in the Rav's merit and the merit of all of Am Yisrael in the world who cares about Amunah, cares about <clears throat> unity and love. We'll go ahead with the climax <clears throat> to the class with some music. Let's go. Ayudim la yudim, ha isoirai, besimcha, besasanjika. 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 Ayudim la yudim, ha isoirai, Still loading up there. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. Fresh energy. Fresh, fresh. Here we go. Welcome to our 62nd Amuna class with the wonderful Eliezer Kosoi. What a last minute surprise. We're really honored to have you here in our studio in Yushalayim. Rev Shalom Orish, unfortunately still not able to attend, so we keep praying for his speech to fully return, Rev Shalom Ben Yamna, his health, thank God, is returned, but his speech has not, so we need to keep the prayers up, and we are welcoming soon in the studio Rev Diane Elgrad to lead the class as a shlichut, as a messenger from Rav Orish, someone's giving me a call on my Instagram live, how exciting, and in the meanwhile, we're going to go now to a little bit of a feedback intro before Dynamical comes and then some music from the wonderful, talented Elion, a.k.a. Eliezer Kosoi. And let's go. So we're going to give, firstly, a big welcome to our guest all the way from Yushalayim. Yes, came far. But truth is, yesterday you were in Tanya. Is that right? Uh, he was in Tanya, my wonderful friend. How long have we known each other? Uh, about 20 years. 20 Three years, I would 20, say. 20. 22? Yeah, 23, you're right. 1998, no? Yeah. That's when we both came. So we were together here in Yushalayim, just down the road in Osameh. And now, thank God, we're sitting together in this wonderful studio in Yushalayim. We welcome Eliezer Kosoi and give him a blessing and his family and all the good things he needs, all our Muna staff, who are a wonderful team that we have here, to the full healing, to be rid of Corona, all forms, Rafushlem is specifically Rav Sholom Ben Yamna, Rav Sholom Marish, and Tehila Rav Gabas Masha, Chanalibe Bas Simcha. And these classes, the Havda Ben Chan Muhammad, elevation to the pure, special soul of Gedalia, Senior Achmel, Daniel Ben Gedalia. We appreciate your dedication to all our Muna classes, all our Brezlev.com activities, and all our wonderful platforms. We wish everyone a good week, a healthy rest of winter. We're at the climax already. You already can see the blossoms. So we're getting to the Aviv, the spring days. A good Chodesh Adashani, good Purim preps, Pesach preps, and sharing Amuna Global Amen. That's it. We want Amuna to be in the whole world. Imagine that. What a wonderful world it will be. We don't need a John Lennon song to imagine it. Now, Look at this, the wonders of gratitude. We want to remind you again to get reach out for that on our website. That's the latest book we have in English. And once again, the campaign, loving every person with great devotion. It's a wonderful pamphlet. And the 30 minutes of prayer is the solution. As Rav Yonatan Balayish brought down from the Rav to, to the Rav speech is us strengthening our prayers and love for all people. Yes, 
some reason, well, it should be volume now. Hello, you hear me there? Anyway, so we're now going to get into the feedback from all the different people. Here we go. Jonathan Shalom wrote, extremely happy for my dear friend, Avi Benjamin, his wonderful music, continue spreading the light. Hannah David wrote, beautiful Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, good class. Thank you guys. Bezat Hashem, Shalom to everyone. This is all in reference to the song of confessions someone wrote shalom so beautiful beautiful because we've been having thank god musicians in the studio and they did some live sessions in here someone else wrote i love amuna i love the concept of unity shalom so that's another beautiful post on i think that was on my class by eddie goldsmith we have thank god put out our class from Ralph cohen and from Jonathan Belayish and we'll continue hopefully once the Gedalia Fencer puts out his class on YouTube to get those classes put out and we want to thank Hashem for everything you give us all our team um, MC with Dain Elgrod we want to thank Hashem for these classes for our guests let's go to a song with great energy sincere soul Amuna smiles and talents let's go that's one of the avodas before we get to Mashiach, we need to increase tefillah. Call out Hashem. Oh, 
we decided to get the Instagram live up again. Thank God we are here with Elion, aka Eliezer Kosoy. You have any comments before the Rav arrives to just get the class into a focus? I mean, we are talking today about charity, tzedakah, getting ready for Purim, all the different mitzvahs that we get to do in class 62. We are excited that you're joining us on third visit, I believe. You came right near the beginning when we first started this, or almost two years ago, which believe it. Um, just as Corona came in with, when we had the studio, began his Amuna class, Ravorish, and you were one of our first guests. And then we came again in the middle, I think, around like the summertime last year. Right. We both sang about Mashiach. And now you're here in the studio, refreshed and uh a year wiser what would you say like how how's life been what's your focus right now uh life has been amazing uh just trying to keep 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 uh doing good things doing mitzvahs increase tzedakah trying to open more hearts open our own hearts and bezrat hashem will all be zocha with continued tefillah with like we just said in last week's parsha truma to, to give over our hearts to hashem and we'll all be zocha amazing that's exactly the focus that we want to have in these classes. What is your connection with Rav Oresh? Uh, I learned in Rav Oresh's yeshiva many years ago, and I got a lot of very strong yesodos of Amuna, of getting, making sure to get to the forest, call out Hashem, Simcha, Shmir all the good things that a Jewish man should be doing. Wow, wow. And uh, what would you say that what affected you the most, that gave you the inspiration to bring his farim, his teachings into your home? Uh, just the, 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 the idea is that we have to keep chazering, constant review, constant review of tefillah, never to give up hope. All of the Rebbe's ideas, ein shum yeush ba'olam, constant chazkas, even if sometimes tekufas where you, you don't you do it as much as you would like to, or you don't have as, as strong a moon as you feel. You just have to keep going again and again and again. There's no, there's no end. This is our life project, to keep being mechazek, no matter what tekufas happen to us, whatever, whatever lows, highs, to keep being mechazek, emuna, simcha, positivity. We want to be positive. It's so easy to be negative. Our avoda is to keep strengthening positivity, emuna, bitachon, and just keep believing it's going to come. One day it's going to come. Mashiach will be here soon. We just have to keep Amen. believing and keep Amen. trying. Amen. So what was the song you just played now? The song we played was just uh, from uh, Who Better to Teach Us About Life than David HaMelech, Eilev Arechev. They, like the Russians and the Ukrainians, okay, so maybe they don't have horses, they got their tanks, but uh, we, the Jews, what are we doing in this world? We're trying to strengthen in the name of Hashem we call out. Even if I don't know how, even though it doesn't make sense, we just have to keep calling out to Hashem, keep thanking Hashem. And Bezrat Hashem with continued strengthening, thanking, calling out, appreciating all the good we have in our life, then Hashem is going to look down on us and He's going to bring us the, the final Geula, Bezrat Hashem. Amen. Beautiful. So I want to mention both our names, Eliezer, yeah? Yeah. And that Pasuk, Eile Verechev, is the Pasuk for Eliezer. It begins right. with an Aleph and ends with a Resh. Right. So that's the Masorah. And we used to have a band, you remember, in Yeshiva called the Eliezers. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. We played in the old city. It was it was good times. It was a few different things we did. We used to play all the time at Osamech. And uh, yeah, we see the importance of music in our life as well and as our journey of Muna music and soulful charity. That's what we're talking about today. You know, what would you say that's uh, been very uh, profound for you? I mean, I, I personally can tell you a story 
about fundraising in England. Would you want to hear that? Yeah, I would like to hear it. Okay, so our friend here, thank God, has been on the fundraising trail for, for very good causes that he's involved with. Eliezer and we wish him always success Amen. and he's you recently I mean he's considering of going to England soon so I heard a story this morning from Rabbi Tugentaf from David Tugentaf one of my favorite favorite Rabbonim from London you know I met him yeah. very special special person rabbi of some very special people the friends of ours and also the rabbi of family so I want to just mention a story he said in his new Mishnah Brewer lively sheer it's on Torah anytime check out his mission bro classes i'll give him a shout out directly on his whatsapp later after this class so you should know that we did this for him but i just the story he told was beautiful and it's apparently not such a known story maybe you haven't heard it maybe you guys listening right now haven't heard this story so rechaim kanietsky as uh, schlitter should be well healthy and um, for many long years had a visit from someone who unfortunately their wife was unwell and the wife being unwell needed a lot of financial help to have a refor shlema. There was a lot of medical needs. And the husband who was looking after her came to Rebchaim Kanietsky and said, look, I need, I need some uh, 20,000 pounds or the equivalent of in shekels, whatever that is, like say 80 something, 90,000, maybe more shekels to cover all the costs for my wife to have a full recovery. So Rav Chaim Kanievsky said, you should travel to Chutzlitz. He said, yeah, I was planning. The problem is I can't leave my wife for long, like the most, maybe a day or two. So he said, the Rav Chaim Kanievsky gave him a brach. He said, go to UK, go to London, and there you can, you'll get your 20,000 that you're looking for. I give you a bracha, you'll get it in one day. So he was our main. He took the bracha. He organized the flights, as you know how it goes. And he flew over there and he comes to Golders Green. If you guys know where Golders Green and uh, he was there. I've been there many times myself. Thank God I grew up there near there. And especially coming back when I visit, I usually go to a place called Huggers Shul. If you heard of Huggers, it's That's a nice shul on the high street there near the Jerli, near where Osamech and all these other places are. And he came and stopped off, dropped off his bags and went over to Huggers to fundraise. The problem was he arrived at 11 o'clock. And I know personally, you walk into Huggers at 11 o'clock, it's like a chetzi. There's not really much right. going on because already after the Minyanim, the Balabatim have already gone off to work because there's different floors. The floor of the Minyanim is pretty much emptied out. The floor of the Balabatim learning is emptied out. What's left? The top floor, a kolal. Now you go to a kolal, what are you going to get? You're not going to get $20,000. You know this, yeah? yeah? You're going to get maybe a few hundred, they'll do what they can, you know, but they, they don't have, they're not like getting paid big bucks, even if they have a side job, whatever. Anyway, to end off this story, they come in and everything is good, guys, it's all good. Relax, Simcha. Anyway, I'm just giving the studio some joy over here. So, <laughs> so he comes in and he sees a guy sitting learning, a businessman, uh, a businessman, he didn't know he was a businessman, he thought he was one of the kolal. And the guy in the kolal turns around to him and says, oh, how can I help you? He says, I've just come from Eretz Israel, Rechaim Kanievsky gave me a bracha, I need to come to Israel, but I only have one day all the way from Israel to UK, and it's 20,000 pounds what I'm looking for to cover all my medical costs, showed him the paperwork and everything. The businessman looked at him and said, you wouldn't believe it, but I'm never here. Like, I, this is a kolal, I'm here just... Uh, I'm here because I have a massive deal that's completing today and I'm going to have, thank God, my some money enough to cover your expenses. He took out his checkbook, wrote the full thing, gave it to him and said, I was only here just to have a day of Ruchnias to thank Hashem for everything he's done for me. You know, Rav Tuntav actually knows this you did, knows a special person. And he 
thankfully was able to give him the full amount in that one meeting, the first wow. person he meets in London for fundraising. And there it is. And now he can go spend the rest of the day a bit more relaxed and go back to Aristotle knowing with Yishividas he's going to cover his wife's expenses. Wow, amazing. So uh, we see, one, the brocha of a sadik. Two, he didn't have to do overish dadless. Didn't have to go and, you know, as they call it, I don't want to say the word, <laughs> but go around, schlepping around, you know, asking for money in too many places. And uh, Shem provides in a good time, in a good way. Anyway, the good news is Rav Dain Elgood turned up to the studio and uh, he's going to join us in a moment so we can have. But before he does, let's get into another song. I think that would put some good energy. Yeah, you feel the good energy? Oh, feel the good energy. We're going to get that Sadaka just in the right time. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Eliezer yeah, so We're just, we just uh, saying about tefillah. So the other thing before Mashiach, we need to be mechazek, like we just heard from the story. Is that Moon and Bitachan? Hashem can do anything to believe that everything is possible. And this is again David Amalek teaching us in Tehillim Nun Hey. Hashleich Al Hashem. Okay, so in the meanwhile, we had, after a beautiful two songs from Eliezer Kosai and a story for myself, 
with a little bit of the intro. We now have Rav Dine Elgod in the house, in the studio, and it was a little bit of a time issue because thank God we've gone later hours, we've gone early, back, forth, boomerang, this way, that way, and thank God Rav Dine Elgod is sticking with us, holding strong, coming to the studio, making it happen. Shalom Aleichem, the oh. pathetic substitute no, no, in no, the no, house, no, no, praying no. that next week I'm going to be an adequate translator. Say oh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. We, Say Amen. Good. Amen. Right. We, we want, no, not to the prophetic part, to the, to the Rav Oresh being in the studio yes oh, that oh, we man. say yes that we say oh, amen so rav what we're going to talk about soulful charity today chat sadaka we already told a beautiful story of someone fundraising in england with hatslacha thank god now we'd like to go to your input with this mitzvah because people are definitely interested this time of year about giving charity and how to do it in the right way someone asked how do we fundraise in these challenging times that's one of the questions we got so let's hear from the rav please it's a very important issue, but, but before I start, I'd like to give a little bit of an introduction because we can't ignore what's happening in the world right now. I mean, sure. things have changed. The world has woken up to a new dawn. A uh, country is invading into another sovereign country. Russia, led by Vladimir Putin, is invading Ukraine. Now, these things affect us. They affect us, first of all, because the Chofetz Chaim said that everything that happens in the world is related to us, Yidden. And the second thing, in Ukraine, that is our biggest basis is Hasidim. That's where Rabbi Nachman is buried. That's where all the tzaddikim are there. We have many, many Jewish communities living there. So in other words, we're talking about things that are close to our heart. Now, there are many, there are many ways to explain what is going on. I'd like to give a little bit of an insight from this week's Pasha, from Pasha Svayakil. The Torah tells us, all through, the, all through the Pasha, the Torah constantly, when it speaks about building the Mishkan, building the tabernacle, the Torah uses the word Vayas, and he did in the singular form, except for in one place. When the Torah describes how they made the different segments of the exterior part of the tabernacle, Yeriota Izim, the parchments made of goat skin, and goats and made, of, made, of, made of goat skin, the Torah uses the phrase Vayasu. They did in the plural sense. Orachim there says a beautiful thing. He says, the miracle here was that every single one, even though many people did this, it was exactly the same. Everyone did exactly the same with someone else. I had a beautiful explanation given in the name of one of the eldest Talmidim, the Chofetz Chaim, the great of Yoshua Tsukiman of blessed memory. And he said, how could this be? He said, because each and every single person who did this part of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, had an Ayn Tova. Now, what does it mean an Ayn Tova? Normally, when we're doing things, we tend to compete with each other. I mean, if I know how to create something in a nicer way than you can, I'm not going to reveal my secrets to you. I'm going to want to excel, and by excelling myself, to show that you are more inferior than I am. Said of Yoshua Tsukuman, the miracle was, all the people that did the Mishkan had such a good eye. They shared all the secrets. They did exactly the same. No one tried to stick out. No one tried to excel over the other. Everyone was happy and content with his share and only wanted his friend to be as successful as his. Now, this virtue of Ayn Tovav, having a good eye, the Mishnah in Ovos, in the second chapter, says that that is the correct way a person should choose his path. What is the right path that a person should choose for himself? Rabbi Eliezer says a good eye. And the Mishnah there also says that an evil eye, when you're constantly concentrating on what you're lacking, on what your friend has, why does he have a nicer car, why does he have a better job, that motziyat adam in the it takes you out of this world. You can't concentrate on what you're supposed to do here. You're constantly concentrating on the negative. 
Now, again, I'm giving just an insight, but take Russia. Russia is a massive country. It's a massive country filled with incredible natural resources. There's nothing really that they're lacking. So why would the Russian president want to invade into another country? Why, would, why did he annex the Crim Peninsula? Why is he now invading Ukraine? The answer is he has an evil eye. He's not content with what he has. He wants more. And this evil eye is causing so much grief and distress to so many people. Lives are being lost. And we are praying for no lives to be lost, and especially for our Jewish brothers and sisters, for them all to be safe and whole. And Bezrat Hashem, they'll be able to pass this whole expedition, all being healthy and well. But look at what an evil eye has caused the world. We are on the verge, that's what some people say, of a third world war. All of this because a person is not content with what he has. And that should teach us, we need to strengthen in ourselves the virtue of an ein toiva, a good eye, being happy with what we have, being content with our share. And this, as we're going to explain, relates to what we're going to be speaking about soon, about the whole aspect of stocker. Wow, wow, wow. Very, very important. And it actually coincides with our question that we're going to ask. Can you please ask the Rab his view on the tension going on now between the UK and Russia? In what way is it relevant for us? Especially because the way to the Rebbe in Uman is Alpitaba locked right now, which means a natural reality is that it's locked. I'm sure there are many people who want to go to the Keva and Khan and other Kfarim as well, other Siddiquim coming up to Rosh Chodesh Nissen as well, which is the birthday of Rabbi Nachman. Does the Rav think there will be a war? Is it a sign which at this point there was no war when this was asked? It was like a few days before. And now it's already there is a war. Um, should we start praying for Rosh Hashanah already? Thank you. All the best. Ashrenu, Shazachinu. And uh, yeah, that was the question that one of the Rest of us. <laughs> it's a beautiful question and very important. First yeah. of all, we need to remember the Rebbe is first and foremost in our hearts. Going to his gravesite is very important, but the Rebbe is in our hearts, in his teachings, in the prayers, in the way we conduct our everyday lives. So we're not distant from the Rebbe. We just can't go to the Rebbe's gravesite. The second thing, what should we do about Rosh Chodesh Nisan and about Rosh Hashanah? Of course we should pray. We should always pray. A person should prepare prayers all year round to have the merit to go to the Rebbe on Rosh Hashanah. And especially now, people are asking, what does this mean, this whole war between Russia and the U.S.? I'm not a prophet, okay? And I'm, I don't have any special spiritual insights to give you the word from above. I can give you my personal opinion. My personal opinion that what we are seeing here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is moving, the whole world is following a path where things are becoming clarified. We're noticing who are friends, who are foes. We're learning that we can't rely on others. We need to rely on ourselves. Also from the spiritual point of view, don't rely on others. Start working yourself. Start strengthening yourself. But the most important thing is that we're learning that we do not govern the world. I heard so many people saying, there's not going to be a war. No way Putin is going to invade Ukraine. Hashem controls the world. The hearts of kings and ministers are in the hand of Hashem. Only He controls what is happening. Only He will decide, will there be an invasion? Will there be peace? And that means that we need to realize that we are governed by Hashem's hands. We don't understand everything. We know everything is for the best. 
only good things are going to come out of this whole Ukrainian invasion. Only good things are going to happen, even though we will not, maybe we won't feel them at the beginning, but we need to believe only good things are happening. And the most important thing, we need to remember that when the nations are concentrating, battling themselves, that means that we, Jewish people, we should start having an introspective sight of what is Hashem trying to tell us. We're going to speak about this in the continuation of the shift. Wow. Very, very important. Thank you, Rav, for explaining and answering that. I mean, I did hear from Gedalia Fenster, who hopefully will be posting his next class when he does a longer YouTube version. We'll share it on our platforms also. But he mentioned that breast lovers are so, are so sick for, for Uman that it, it's almost like a reality that they want to be by Rabbeinu so much that that overrides like almost everything. Like it's a very, it's like something you can't understand unless you are a breast lover. Like it's a deep need to be by Rabbeinu and it's a very real thing. It's not that they don't care about their family or the situation going on, but it's just a very big part of their neshama. For us, the Rebbe is mishpacha. Just like we want to be next to our family, we need to be next to the Rebbe. Now, people were asking, what, what do we need to learn from this whole war? I'm, I'm going to give one point, a point that I heard from many tzaddikim, that one thing that we need to learn from this war. Do not take anything for granted. People took going to Ukraine, going to Kivrit tzaddikim, being connected to all these holy sites for granted. It's not that simple. Remember what happened in Corona time? We couldn't fly. And now suddenly things were open. So people again, people are starting to take things for granted, not realizing that everything that we get from Hashem is presence. And another thing, the Midrash says that in the times of redemptions, as they come closer, the nations of the world will be battling against each other. It's one of the signs that Mashiach is coming. Why? Because Mashiach's job is to cleanse the world through peace. And the only way to cleanse the world through peace and through love is before that for people to feel the war and the hatred and how negative it is. And only then will they accept Mashiach's calling with such a yearning and such an agreement and love. Awesome. Okay, thank you, Rav. We're going to go uh, back to Eliezer Koso. We do know that you're a big chassid of Rabbi Nachman, and I know personally how every year you'd be most in to go to Uman. Is that right? Yeah, it's right. Every year you've been? Every year, except for the one year where a lot of us didn't go. Ah, that year. That was a hard one. But that was the and year that, that, that did the go. year that I managed to go. Yeah. And last year was the first woman I didn't get to go because my yeah. wife had a baby girl yeah. on Motsi Rosh Hashanah. And I wanted to go for Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Well, interestingly, in <laughs> contrast, praying, he, he was the there wife. with the wife yeah. in, t- in the time of... When my, when my first son was born. Wow. So your son is Ukrainian. No, he's, he was here, born here. Oh, he was born here. Yeah, yeah, I was there and he was here. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yearning to go to the Rebbe for Rosh Nisan. I haven't oh. been there for, oh, for oh, too oh. long. So, Baruch Hashem, we're in a Breslov studio. We have to remember that. Breslov, Israel. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. So let's hear a song from Rebbe Nachman, since we're Mimus Oira about Rebbe Nachman, and then we'll get to the soulful charity. Okay, so we, we already sung about increasing calling out Hashem, and Emun and Bitachen, which was the Rebbe's main zach. And now, It's, it says Amen. in Chazal that, that the Simcha will take us out of the Galas. So here's a song. Oh.
This is it. Mishanik Nasadamam Basimcha. Let's go to the soulful charity focus from Rav Dayan Elgrad in the name of the Rav. Let's hear. <laughs> That's difficult to hear that in the name of the Rav. I yes. I'm managing to. It's going to be good. We're going to have the Rav back. First of all, the most important thing that we need to learn when we talk about charity in Hebrew, the meaning of every single word is very important, especially the root of the word. In Hebrew, charity is called tzedakah. Tzedakah's root is tzedek, which means justice. The first thing that we need to remember when we give charity, we're not doing something extraordinary. We're doing something that is just and right. And why is that? The money is not ours. We are merely instruments to funnel the money to where it is supposed to be. If you're a good instrument, Hashem will aid you. If you're not a good instrument, Hashem will not aid you. When we give someone tzedakah, that is because the money is justfully his, and we were merely the messengers and emissaries to funnel that money to him. So the first thing that we need to remember, the money is not ours. The Pasuk says, kesef zahav. The money belongs all to Hashem. With an instant, Hashem can make a person rich, and with an instant, Hashem can take everything away. If you're a good vessel and you know the money's not yours, you're doing just what's just, Hashem will make sure that you can be a good instrument in order to funnel his money. Wow. Very important. So one of the questions we had is how do we fight the seemingly growing anti-Semitism? And I want to connect it also with being able to put out our message in the world as well as, you know, part, get people to partner with what we're doing. When there's such a seem like negative force, how do we, we did sort of have a similar kind of question last week, but I just want to get into the charity side of it, how we can bring out the good nature of humanity rather than the not. 
First of all, our job is to increase love. That's what we're doing here in the studio. We're speaking about love. We're speaking about positive things. We're speaking about a good eye. We're speaking about soulful charity. We're speaking about giving to others and caring for others. Now, we cannot control other people's hatred. If people decide that they want to follow the dark side and follow their negative emotions and always hate, we can pray for them. We can try and speak more about love. But if a person doesn't want to change, we can't change him. If a person wants to be anti-Semitic, as much as we can try and do, if he doesn't want to change, it's nothing that we can control. The Midrash says that on Mount Sinai, and this is something that we can't explain, hatred came down to the world, to Amisrol. It's not something that we can explain. There's no reason to understand it. We were such a persecuted nation for 2,000 years. What did people want from us? We had nothing. We had no homeland. We had no riches. And nevertheless, they hated us. We, our job is to increase love. A person whose heart is willing and open will connect himself to our message. A person whose heart is already so dark and evil and is not interested in hearing, the only thing that we can do for him is pray that may he receive the true knowledge from the Creator of all. Well, well, that ties perfectly to our campaign. Once again, to remind you to go to breslev.com, write campaign or booklet, a banner of love. For every loving every Jew with donation with great devotion and also donations. Oh, that was a good one. That was a Freudian <laughs> <Good> slip. <laughs> Partner there, you can definitely get hold of all the booklets and all the different causes on our website. And we always have posted them, thank God, on all our different platforms. We have Mechitza Shekel campaign on our platforms. And we have, again, the opportunity to host special people like Eliezer Kosoy, who can give us an insight. What, do you have a question for the Rav about charity or... You know, you are someone who's busy in that field, so. How, how do we make ourselves more of the cane, like we just said? You have to be a fitting clea. If we feel like we are getting close to being a fitting clea, how do we even make it more of a fitting clea? That, that's a beautiful question, and I'd like to answer that from this pasha that we just read about Machzit HaShekel. This is an answer that Rabbi Natan gives. Rabbi Natan of Breslev, a blessed memory, he gives in his book, the Kuti Halochas, on Hilchos Apotropos, section 37. He says, why do we give half a shekel? Give a whole shekel. Why not give a whole sum? He says, we're giving half a shekel to teach ourselves that we are not whole until we connect to other people, to our hidden brothers and sisters. We're not whole. Only when we're connected do we become something whole. We're only something half. Once you realize that concept, that you're not something whole, that you're lacking, that you need this connection with someone else, once you learn to think of others before you think of yourselves, to looking at other people and understanding their need, then you can become a vessel. I'd like to tell a beautiful story that happened to one of the greatest sages, Rabbi Chaim Brisk. He was the Rabbi Brisk. One day, someone came up to him and he says to him, Rabbi, for Seder night, which is on Pesach, you're supposed to have four cups of wine. He says, Rabbi, are you allowed to have four cups of milk? Rabbi Chaim said to him, no, you have to have four cups of wine. When that yid, left Rabbi Chaim's house, Rabbi Chaim called his aide and he said to him, listen, go now to the market, buy him everything he needs for Seder night and for Pesach, and quietly and discreetly put it outside his house. The aide turned to Rabbi Chaim and said to him, Rabbi, why? The only thing he's lacking is wine. He asked you, can he make it on four cups of milk? Rabbi Chaim said to him, you listened to the question, you didn't listen to what was standing behind it. If he only has money for milk, that means that he's not allowed, he's, he's unable to buy meat because 
Jews are not allowed to eat meat and milk in the same meal. If he's asking about milk, that means he doesn't have enough money to buy the basic necessities for Seder night. That means he has nothing. You have to look at what's standing behind the question. So go and buy him everything that he needs for Seder and for Pesach and discreetly put it outside his house. That is how we can connect more to charity. Understanding someone else, feeding him even before he says it. So right now there's a large request for charity to go towards the Ukraine and emergency funds. Is how Do we have like Das Toro on that? How to approach that? These kind of scenarios, these emergency funds that appear whenever there's a tragedy like what happened with Moran and with the families and all the different situations that have happened in the last few years. Of course that a person who has the financial ability and can help, of course he should give to the Ukrainian Jewish communities to donate, to try help. I'm not talking now about getting involved in the actual whole war struggle. That's something that we as Breslov Hasidim, we're not voicing any political opinions. We're not saying we're for this or we're for that. That is not our path. Our path is for peace. We don't want anyone to fight. We want all people to live in harmony and love. But of course, if you have the financial aids and you are able to give the Ukrainian Jewish communities who are now in great distress, of course it is a great mitzvah. Always be aware Hashem sends us messages and you need to learn Hashem's language. Understand when you are supposed to give, when you're not supposed to give. Start working and opening your heart, not just your mind. Wow. Okay. So do you think right now, like say for example, there are people out there going through a hard time. Do you think that, you know, for example, getting the Garden of Amuna books or Universal Garden of Amuna books, getting them out there to people that are going through hard times, or is it the online content, or is it getting them involved in projects? Like, what is the priority right now? We know from the Rav, he said to pray for everyone. That's the priority. So from Rav Shalom Morish. So what, what are we, how do we now with some of the changes that have happened? Because when the Rav was last here, there was tension in the Ukraine, but there wasn't the war. So how now there's war. First of all, the most important thing that can strengthen our brothers and our sisters is faith and spirituality. That is obvious. If you buy someone and send him a book of the Garden of Emunah and he's able to strengthen the Emunah knowing that Hashem loves him, that Hashem is good, that Hashem is following him in the correct path that's suitable for him and Hashem is never going to leave him, obviously that is going to give him more strength than anything else. And can, and can be connected to the content on, on, on this website and all our Muna teachings, that's absolutely correct. We need to take care both of the spiritual aspects and of the physical aspects. And only when those two things are combined will we really and truly be able to help our brothers and sisters fully and completely. Wow, amazing. Eliezer, any last comments from yourself before we end off with some songs and maybe some, a bit more Torah from the Rav? Just wish it, like, like... Like we just said, we should just uh, keep strengthening the uh, chesed, the amuna, strengthening uh, our positivity and belief that Hashem can take us out of every situation. Amen. And uh, just to keep keep going forward. I'd like to also add a point. Notice that in all, all the building of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle, the phrase used is chacham lev, someone who is wise in his heart, which means we need to be connected to our hearts in order to have true wisdom, to understand, to connect, to become one. It's through the heart, not as much through the mind. Well, well, just to let everyone know that we do have, thank God, some very exciting potential guests that we're still waiting on. The Waterbury boys, unfortunately, delayed again, so we're, we're, we're holding out for them. 
Levi Cohen, hopefully we'll be back in the Holy Land, Rudy Rochman. A lot of people are traveling, thank God. We're still reaching out to Svat, to Shefa, Judah Michelle, the busy person. We'd like to make these people happen. If anyone has any other ideas, even though we love repeat guests like Eliezer Koso, but we also want to bring some new energy and new souls into the, into the flow. It's very important for the content to keep generating positive vibes and reaching out to new people and that that's why we're very much into collaborative work united souls joining different souls different groups of communities very important for us as as the immunator 2022 where we're not able to come in person so much even though now it's not because of corona but other difficulties that we're praying that will be resolved very soon but he's god and we will better come in person we're still holding out on the brooklyn trip and other things but to be able to have at least in the studio a good representation of amisra on the world thank god people are visiting the holy land reach out to us make it happen and uh we want to we want to work with you guys we're here for you we provide thank god a wonderful studio and service and we already put out some beautiful songs last week's class we had the singer it came out beautiful all about video and confession uh, all very much in line with rav's teachings of uh he spotted us anyway we're gonna end off the class before we go to the final songs We'd like to have some positive energy, get us into the Purim vibe. We're just going to end off with the last words from Abdain Elgod, and then we'll go straight into the music. Maybe I'll do a little background music in the while the Rav is speaking. Thank you. Let's go. A last message, something that one of my rabbis of blessed memory taught me. Never say no to a person who's asking you for charity. Never say no. Even if you give him a little coin, give him something and give it with a smile. And we learned this from Machzit Shekel. Machzit Shekel was not a very big sum of money. Every single person gave something small, but he gave something. When he was asked to give, he didn't say no. When someone comes and asks you, please, can you give me charity? Can you assist me? Never say no. Open your wallet, take out something, give it to him and give it to him with a smile. You can give a lot, you're blessed. You can't give a lot, give something something respectful and smile and say to him my brother i wish you lots of atzlocha may you be able to collect a lot of money i'm praying for you you can't imagine what that does to a person and you can't imagine how that will change you and make you a loving person a person who loves everyone with unconditional love wow that fits perfectly with everything we've discussed so far. Thanks again, Rav, for, for being a shlich from Rav Shalom Marish Ben Yemna. We, we pray for him, and we hope he'll be joining us in person. In the meanwhile, thank you again for joining us, our 62nd Amunah class. We're still going strong in the Rav's merit and the merit of all of Am Yisrael and the world who cares about Amunah, cares about unity and love. We'll go ahead with the climax to the class with some music. Let's go. Ayudim la yudim, ha'isoira, v'simcha v'sesamika. Ayudim la yudim, ha'isoira, v'simcha v'sesamika. Ayudim la yudim, ha'isoira, v'simcha v'sesamika. Ayudim la yudim, ha'isoira, v'simcha v'sesamika.
on YouTube and all his channels that we've set up, thank God. And we should see a Muna Global, a Muna Music, a Muna Charity, Soulful Muna, Soulful Charity should go global. Everyone should join our campaigns. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. A Muna Class 63, hopefully with a Rav. Let's make Amen. it happen. The Ravs Amen. will be pouring forth jewels of inspiration for us to hear Amen. in person. And thank you, Rav Dianelgo, for filling in. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's it. Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm sorry, I was told it too. Yeah. Said, no, 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 we, we, we need to do this. And yeah, get it.